Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to Tomorrow's Future Today, brought to you by Newcastle Libraries in partnership with the Newcastle Youth Council. Hi everyone, this is Kelsey from Newcastle Youth Council and we're back again for another episode on our Youth and Sustainable Development Goals podcast. So we're really excited today to have another guest, a young person who's really passionate about advocating for sustainable development goals. So I'll let her introduce herself um, and also tell us a little bit about the organisation that she is working for or volunteering for. Hi, I'm Ashley McNeil and I am here to talk about the sustainable development goal of um, alleviating poverty and I have had some experience with the Newcastle Poverty Action Alliance which is a group of organisations and individuals in um, Newcastle including Nova for Women and Children and a bunch of individuals from various education and housing backgrounds who are working towards giving information and signing petitions and holding rallies and just supporting the eradication of poverty in the Hunter and general worldwide situation. Yeah, amazing. And do you have a specific role within the Alliance? My role has been to bring a youth perspective to the organisation, considering that it's mostly working professionals. So I began working with them when I was in high school in year 12. So it was just to bring a perspective on what it's like to be a young person and looking at how poverty affects young people in my social group and like just in the Hunter and Newcastle in general. So what actually personally motivated you? I have a single mother and we have not always been exactly above the poverty line. Mm-hmm. So I've always been really interested in how people deal with that and how it affects everyone as an individual and also how it can possibly be changed systematically. And um, so I, this organisation came up and I have a family member who was involved and he said, come on in, it's... um." we need some more perspectives and it's only just up and coming so it's nothing too serious and I just thought it'd be a great opportunity to give it a shot. Yeah definitely and this obviously relates to the first sustainable development goal which is no poverty. Is the sustainable development goals like something that is important to the organisation as a whole like you're aware of it and it shapes your approach? Yeah it's definitely important to the NPAA and obviously the first SDG is the most important to the organisation but um, I think you can't alleviate poverty without looking at climate change and without looking Mm. at gender inequality. The whole organisation which is made up of so many groups like for example Nova for Women and Children are completely focused on domestic violence and how to help women and children in those situations and often that is intrinsically linked to poverty so you can't really look at one SDG without looking at them all obviously. Yeah yeah that's so right and that's kind of a theme that we've touched on throughout this podcast series for me I think and one clear example is yeah like the linkage between poverty and also health and well-being Um, like there's just so many ways that these all come together and yeah you really can't just look at them in isolation so yeah that's definitely um, something that is very prominent with the SDGs is just how much they interact in that sense. I just wanted to get a bit of a contextual understanding I guess of 
the actual problem within the Hunter or the Newcastle region because I think, you know, poverty, I think for the common person might tend to be associated with, you know, like developing countries or, you know, it's not really something that is as prominent here, whereas, you know, that's obviously not actually the truth in a sense. So is there um, like any sort of contextual background like what's what's the biggest problem here in our region yeah so obviously Australia has quite a large issue with poverty itself and we like to often overlook that Mm. because we think of poverty as like someone else's problem but in Australia in general including the Hunter and Newcastle area a lot of people are still living off of payments from the government including Centrelink payments of youth allowance and job seeker and job keeper at the moment and at the moment they're all at a humane level and they're above the poverty line but usually I think I think youth allowance is like $100 or something below the poverty line, which is like relative to Australia. But still, it's it means that like a lot of people skip meals, a lot of people fall behind in their studies, people on JobKeeper at the moment are doing pretty well. But it also means that like people have the opportunity to be overworked and not be treated fairly. And people on JobSeeker have always been like well below the poverty line it hasn't been raised for what 20 years or something it just means that people have to give up certain necessities like not eating fresh fruit and vegetables Mm -hmm. and not living a healthy lifestyle or even just resorting to homelessness because they have no other option and I think that's incredibly prominent you can look on every corner of the street and see someone who's had to resort to homelessness because they don't have another option yeah it's definitely something that personally I've become a lot more aware of as well because yeah, I guess the SDGs, you have things like the environment and, you know, that's, you know, something which a lot of people can clearly associate with like this global thing. But then, yeah, you think of things like zero hunger and no poverty and it's kind of like, oh, that's more for developing countries. But the whole idea is that the SDGs are like this universal thing. They're meant to apply to every country and every country just adapts it based on their personal context and their needs and things like that so I think that's very interesting to be able to take a step back and actually think of how it applies in our local context which yeah is something I've definitely become a lot more aware of. Yeah I think that um, part of the reason the SDGs are so much more ambitious is because compared to the Millennium Development Goals the like focus on the fact that the whole world has these issues it's not just like so-called third world countries or Mm. developing nations it's every country in the world has a problem with inequality or poverty or climate change. Definitely. Do you know if there's um, a particular issue with like youth homelessness in our region or is there a particular demographic? I think that um, for a lot of people, youth homelessness is like pretty big all over Australia. It's not, it's not exactly a small issue, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily a larger or smaller issue in Newcastle, but I know that it is quite prevalent and that Often it is because like people just don't have the financial backing because you can't really live off of a youth allowance payment or rely completely on family or rely completely on a job that's giving you casual shifts. I think the biggest issue is actually not necessarily youth homelessness living on the streets, but youth homelessness where they just people just don't have like a set home. So they're couch surfing at friends or mm-hmm. living from family couch to family couch without a home base or ready access to meals and all those kind of necessities. So uh, I was interested in actually, you know, knowing what the Newcastle Poverty Action Alliance actually does. So like, do you have any um, like campaigns or initiatives? Like, what are you actually 
um, doing within the community to address that? Well, um, because it's quite a new organisation, it's kind of the last year and a half has been focused on just raising awareness and kind of focusing on getting petitions out there for people to sign about how to um, provide food to more people in the community or provide access to shelter to more people in the community and also like supporting artists who are highlighting the issue. We had a um, exhibition last year at the Lockup which um, featured an artist called Hannah Fermage and she had this whole exhibition surrounding homelessness and what it means in Newcastle and the Hunter. And I think those things, they, they might seem kind of small for just an organisation that's just starting but it's that kind of stuff that kind of gets the message out there, gets people to actually think about it, and then providing access to links to like where to donate for f- to give people food and where to donate to like host someone or do all those kinds of things, as well as the fact that all every organisation that's involved in the Newcastle Poverty Action Alliance and every individual has some capacity to help themselves, such like Nova for Women and Children. Uh, make a big difference for women suffering domestic violence. I know that Compass Housing does a lot for um, people in the area. Mm. There's all these organisations that come together and just make a difference in just being together, I think. Yeah, and uh, uh, SDG 17 is obviously partnerships, so Mm. it's all about, you know, making those partnerships with other organisations that are working on similar things um, that they're passionate about. That's that's a big focus of our work as well is like building those partnerships. So, yeah, that's that's really exciting. How long have you been around for now? Because you said you were new. Yeah, it's about a year and a half. Now okay. We had a, um, the initial goal was to work towards Anti-Poverty Week last year, which was in October, to try and have an event for that. And we had a bit like a rally and we had a, a week-long period of getting just information out there and trying to make sure that everyone had their voices heard. We heard from the unions, we heard from a lot of people on the panel. But yeah, that, that was our first central goal and that was last year. And so now it's just moving forward. Do you have any personal highlights in that year and a half? Anything that you've achieved? Honestly, for me, it's just working with people who are making such a big difference. Like, I was only a high school student when we started, and it's part of what inspired me to start studying things like development and looking at global poverty and development, because I can see people actually making a difference in their communities, and it doesn't seem like such a stretch to kind of work for an international non-profit or something. You can make a big difference just in the community you live in, and that actually creates a ripple yeah, definitely. I think that's kind of like the aim of this podcast is to get people to understand that these are big goals and they are a big international framework, but there's already people within our community who are addressing these problems and, you know, looking at it from that local context. So I think that's a really nice way of putting it is that we have like that ripple effect from within our own local communities and then that's going to yeah have that effect. Uh, across the whole region and country and um, yeah I guess it's just focusing on what you as an individual can actually do in your individual communities addressing that context so yeah well that's awesome to hear about the work that you've been doing there obviously it's a bit of an uncertain time at the moment but (laughs) looking into the future like what sort of uh, things do you envision uh, campaigning on or working on in the future? Well, um, I've had to step back a little bit from the Alliance just to make sure that we all have, really, because of the um, pandemic. But I think that in the future, um, I'm hopeful that we'll all come 
together and make something big happen, hopefully bring something to happen for Anti-Poverty Week this year and to create some tangible effects, possibly actually giving tangible things that can be used by people experiencing poverty, such as food and shelter and all of the necessities, or even just like home-cooked meals and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure what everyone else on the group wants to do with it so far. We kind of need to come together and figure out the rest of the time, but I know that everyone has big hopes. Just taking a step back a little bit, so looking more at um, like you individually as well. So you said that you are studying at university, doing development studies. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you been able to focus specifically on um, like social justice issues, like poverty, or is it a bit more general at the moment? Like how is your <laughs> study in that area? And is that study um, helping you in terms of your um, social activism, like understanding the situation a bit more? Does it support that? Well, yeah, I think that Doing development studies means that I've kind of been able to focus on one of my courses is completely focused on how development looks at global poverty and how it maybe isn't the best sometimes. And I think that that's really opened my eyes because I've always thought, always had this big admiration for anyone who's gone out and trying to make a difference in the world. But I've not really thought in depth about how that might actually be damaging to people living in poverty. There's this great example that I learned about of this little community in Brazil who were given a few sheep and a goat by some development workers from this big agency and they thought that they were doing this massive favour to the community. All they had to do was look after the goats together and make sure that they like produced milk and everything. But um, it actually turned out that the community didn't want that. They never asked for that. They were fine living the lives that they'd had. They didn't want to necessarily work together in that way. They had other ways that they wanted to do it. And by imposing the viewpoint of the big agency, they kind of taken away what the community had wanted. And I think that's the most vital thing about addressing poverty is that it's not about what someone in power thinks should happen. It's about what a community feels they need. And that can be really simple things like just giving them resources like money. Because mm-hmm. money makes a big difference. That's why the UBI is such an interesting kind of concept, the universal basic income, because it would address poverty completely. It would mean that people just didn't have to struggle, but there's a lot of controversy about it because that's the whole work decision. Mm. But. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Just actually understanding what local communities need versus what we think yeah. that they need. And it's just so clear in every sort of interaction with a country trying to, you know, build up their local, um, you know, like infrastructure, for example, or their their capacity is, you know, you actually need to be doing this on the ground, sort of like investigative work, if you will, like trying to figure out what they actually need, because Mm. if you give them something that they don't actually want, then, you know, it's obviously not going to solve the problem. And yeah, I've, I've seen so many examples of that where they've just gone ahead with something that's not actually addressing that problem so that's where that like on the ground local implementation work and you know spending a a decent amount of time actually understanding the problem before you go in there yeah that's been a really key message which has come up throughout our other interviews as well is actually you know making sure that you understand the problem before going on with your solution yeah especially if you're not necessarily affected by that problem I think you you have to listen to the people who are because you can't just assume things when you have no idea what 
you're really talking about. You can have the best intentions in the world and still make mistakes, but that doesn't mean that you can't listen to the people who Mm. actually need the help. Exactly. Yeah, that's a big, big lesson, I think, for anyone who's wanting to sort of make change, I guess, is to actually, yeah, make sure that they're um, (laughs) having those important conversations so they're understanding the issue. Which is a nice segue into the next question, actually, which I wanted to ask you is just, do you have any general like advice or, you know, experiences from your own campaigning in the community for young people who are trying to make a difference? Like, what do you think, this is kind of a multi-layered question, but like, what do you think is the role of young people uh, in achieving these social change? And then also, yeah, do you have any like tips for young people who are passionate about certain things? Well, I'd say to any young person who's kind of nervous to try and get into an activist space is just do it. Just like it doesn't have to be a big thing. You can go go to a rally with a few friends or go and talk to someone who is running an organisation who knows about the issues that you're interested in just to chat and just have a conversation. I think the most important thing is education. And if you start educating yourself on the issues that you are really passionate about, then that makes the biggest difference because eventually you can put all of the knowledge that you have into a practical space and even just educating your family and your friends and getting more people to understand complex issues in a really broadened way. Mm. So just, yeah, if, you, if you're interested, just do the next thing that comes up that you're kind of nervous to do, just do it. Go to that yeah, rally. Yeah, that it's really just pushing yourself that little bit further that's exactly what my experience has been as well is just taking that step pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone a little bit Mm. and then you just watch everything fall into place from there and it's just something to look back on and be really proud I think is taking that first step so Mm. awesome um and finally if anyone wants to get involved with the Newcastle Poverty Action Alliance is there any way that they can get involved now or in the future I'd say first of all like the Facebook page we put up a lot of really really important news articles and petitions and just events that don't really necessarily go super public often because they're not like mainstream but um I think that just go like the Facebook page if you want to like contact that page and ask if you can have any involvement I'm sure that the um, admin who I know will be super super receptive to that we always like hearing new voices and hearing new discussions and new help and resources and also donate to any of the organizations within the MPAA, such as Nova for Women and Children or Compass Housing or the Samaritans. They're all super great organisations who do a lot of good for the community. Perfect. Thanks so much, Asha. We loved having you in here today and I hope that our listeners got a lot of value from that. Um, And yeah, thanks so much for sharing your experience about youth involvement with SDG1, No Poverty. If you like this podcast, make our tomorrow brighter and review us on iTunes. Thanks so much for joining us over the past five weeks. We hope you've enjoyed our journey exploring the sustainable development goals as much as we have. We've travelled all over Newcastle and met some incredibly inspiring people, making change across a huge range of different areas. If you are interested in finding out more about the Newcastle Youth Council or any of our guests, feel free to contact us at ycouncil at ncc.newsouthwales.gov.au. If you're feeling inspired by any of the stories we've presented during this series, and have a project of your own that you think could change the world, we would love to hear about it. Send us an email or DM us on Instagram and we'd love to see how we can help tell your story. 
This is Kelsey from the Newcastle Youth Council signing off. And remember, with collective action, we can make the changes that need to happen and bring a better tomorrow into existence today. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're doing something inspired in your community, DM us on Instagram and tag us in your story so we can share it at Anuity Youth Council. This has been a Newcastle Library's Real Production.